0: So, the first thing we have to do is repent. Once you do that, now you're ready to pray. Now you're ready to grow. Now you're ready to go forward. Does that make sense? But we have to pray effectively. So we understand from James five sixteen that when we confess our sins... We confess our faults to each other. That's what he said. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. When you do that, you can receive healing. See, sometimes we don't have healing because we're holding something against somebody. Amen? All right, let's go to the next one. If you're going to pray, you have to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, believe. Believe. That one on? You have to believe. Jesus said, if you can believe, if you could just believe, Jesus said this in Mark 9, 23, if you can believe, if you could just believe, all things are possible if you'll only believe. All things are possible to him who believes. It's right there. Mark 9, 23. As a matter of fact, you need to mark that down. You need to write it on your notes. Mark 9, Mark 10, Mark 11. Read those three chapters. Get them in your spirit. But now we're talking about praying effectively. And if you want to pray effectively, you must believe in God. You must believe in the Word of God. You must believe that when you pray and you talk to Him, that God's going to answer. He's going to hear you. He's going to answer You have to believe that. If you don't believe, you're probably not going to get anything. Whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. What you believe matters. And prayer is an amazing gift that God has given to us whereby we can talk into seemingly into the air when there's nobody, we can't see anybody. You can go in a room, you can get down in a chair, you can lay on the floor, you can get on your knees, you can just begin to pray. And if somebody were to come in, they would think, what's wrong with that man? What's wrong with that woman? They're in there talking to themselves. No. We are talking to the God of the universe. We believe, John four twenty four when it said God is a spirit and that it worship him, worship him in spirit and in truth. We, we are spirit beings. We live in a body and we possess a soul. Let me say it again. You are a spirit because we're made in the image of God. John 4, 24 says God is a spirit. So you are a spirit being. You live in a body. This is our body. Everybody has one. And we possess a soul that is going to live eternally somewhere in heaven or in hell. The Bible says even the demons believe. Even the devils believe. Right? So if we're going to pray effectively, we have to believe. What do we believe? John 16, 23 and 24 says, Whatever you ask the Father in my name, He will give you. Until now you have asked nothing in my name, he said. Ask and you will receive that your joy may be full. So he said that we have to ask. In Matthew 7, 7 and 8, he said, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will be open to you. Seek and you shall find. For everyone that asks receives. He that seeks finds and to him that knocks the door shall be open." But he said, ask, seek, and knock. We have to believe. We have to believe that when we call on God for prayer, when we pray effectively, we believe that God hears our prayer and that He will answer our prayer. And we know, the Bible says, He is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. So we have to ask and pray effectively and believe. If you can believe, Jesus said, all things are possible. So when it comes to praying, what do you want to pray about? What do you need to pray about? What do you need to ask God for? You just have to believe. Why is it so difficult for us to believe? You hear miracles about others. You testify of miracles about others. Why is it so difficult to believe that God will do something for you? He died for you. If you'd been the only one, He would have still died for you. He loves you that much. I heard what you said, but pastor, I've messed up. I've made too many mistakes. I've done this. My past is this. Yep. All of us. In Romans, the Bible says all have sinned and come short of God's glory. All of us. Look at your neighbor and say, you have sinned. sinned. And it's the truth. There's not one person in this room or one person on the entire planet that is sin-free. We've all sinned and come short of God's glory. So quit looking down your sanctimonious noses and acting like you are holier than thou. We are all sinners Saved by God's grace. Thank God for His grace. Thank God for His mercy. Thank God that He covers our sins with His blood. And the Bible says He he cast them into that sea of forgetfulness. Or the song said that. That's good enough for me. Praise God my sins are gone. So we are covered by the blood. But when we start to pray, to pray effectively, we must believe. We must believe His Word. We must believe that God is able. We must believe that God will. A lot of people believe God will. We just don't believe that He'll do it for us. We believe that God can. We just don't believe that He'll do it for us. We believe that God has done it for others and He's going to do it again. We're just not sure He'll do it for us. Whatever it is, we have to believe. For the last two months, we've had stones here representing memorial stones. And we have put our prayer request in here. And I've gone through those and we've prayed over those and we've looked at those. And by and large, probably 85, 90% of the prayer requests were heavy in two areas. Pray for my family to be saved and pray for my finances. Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't hear me. So we need to be winning other people's family. Because Galatians 6, 6, 7, 8 says, God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. So when you win somebody else's kids to the Lord, God's going to send somebody to yours. When you win somebody else's husband or somebody else's brother or somebody else's mom or daddy, when you witness to them, when you reach out to them, the Bible says one plants, one waters. And God gives the increase. And sometimes it's difficult to reach our own family. So win somebody else's family. Win somebody else's mama. Somebody else's daddy. Somebody else's brother or sister or kids. Or their grandkids. Witness to them. Be an example to them. Sow the seed in them. And God will send somebody to your family. If you can believe, all things are possible. If you can believe for your family. If you can believe for your finances. Go to the next one. If you're going to pray, we've got to pray, His kingdom come. His will be done. His kingdom come. His will be done. That's in what we call the Lord's Prayer. It's really the disciples' prayer. You've heard me say that again or before. But the disciples came to Jesus and said, Jesus, Lord, teach us to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this. And you know the prayer. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So he starts off praise. He starts off worship. And then he said, give us this day our daily bread. He offered petitions. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. So let his kingdom come to earth. Let it be done on earth as it is in in heaven. And then he finished up, for thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory, forever and ever. Amen. So he ended up with praise again, right? So the simple, pati- or the simple pattern for prayer is start off with praise, offer your petition, and close with praise. Sandwich your petition with praise and praise. Start with praise, finish with praise. Most of our prayers are like this. God, give me, 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 give me. You laugh because you know it's the truth. God, give me this. God, do this. God, do that. Did you praise him first? Did you praise him in advance? And did, did you praise him after you asked him for what you needed? Did you praise him and thank him as if it were already done? If you believe, then you can praise him as if it are already done. You don't have to wait to see it with your natural eyes. You've already seen it with your spiritual eyes, and you believe. Because you believe, you see it. If you can believe it, you can receive it right now. Oh, you didn't hear me. If you can believe it, you can receive it right now. And so when we pray, we pray, Lord, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Matthew 6, 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So people who pray effective prayers recognize God's agenda for the earth, God's agenda for his kingdom. Effective prayers are big prayers. You're going to pray. Why not pray for big prayers? The reason we pray little prayers is because our faith is little don't shout me down. You're going to pray, why not ask for big prayers? Why not pray big prayers? You know, don't ask for a $10 raise, ask to be out of debt. Don't ask for $100, ask to be out of debt. Ask God to give you wisdom how not to just eat one meal, but how to fish so you can eat every meal we have to pray lord let your will be done what is his will first thessalonians 4 says this is the will of god your sanctification oh he got quiet right there Say, everybody knows that god has a perfect will for you right He's got a purpose for you. He's got a plan for you. God's got a plan for your life. We know in Jeremiah, he says, I know the plans, the thoughts that I have for you, thoughts of a future and a hope. So God has a plan for you. God has a destiny for you. Yes, he does. He has big plans for you, a future and a hope. And if you can just believe, all things are possible. So pray big. If you're going to pray, ask big. Don't just ask a little thing. Ask a big thing. Believe God for big things. He put big things in you. They're in you. Sometimes you're just afraid to say it. You're just afraid to ask it. Why? God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. If you're going to pray, focus on the promise. Not on the problem. Quit focusing on your problems. We always want to focus on our problems. We want to talk about what we can't do and what's wrong and what we're struggling with. Quit focusing on the negative. Quit focusing on the problem and focus on the promises of God. Amen? Let's go to the next one, please. What is the problem? Well, I told you of, of All the prayer requests that have come in these last two or three months, 80, 90% of them are family and finances. So the problem is, we don't have enough money. Look at your neighbor and say, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. So if you focus on the promise and not on the problem, you go to the scripture. There are multiple verses in the scripture about God's promise for finances. One is found in Philippians 4 verse 19. But my God. Somebody say my God. God. He's my God. He's your God. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory. It also says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It also says in Ecclesiastes 10, 19 that God gives you the power to get wealth. You need more money? Get out your purse. Get out your checkbook. Get out your wallet. Right now, get it out. Get it out. Get it in your hand. We're going to pray. Put your hands on it. If you got money, put your hands on it. you got a wallet, a purse, a checkbook. Get it out. Let's pray this prayer. Father God, your word says that you will supply all of my need according to your riches in heaven. Your word says that you give me the power to get wealth. Your word says if I give, it will be given back to me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, And running over. Your word says. If I give. You'll give back to me. 30, 60, and 100 fold. So in the name of Jesus. I believe. I stand on your word. I pray for my finances. Anoint me. To be a good steward. First and foremost. Anoint me. To be the steward. You've called me to be. In the name of Jesus. I will be a tither, and I will sow seed. I will bless others. I will be generous and not stingy and not greedy. From this moment forward, I am a generous person. From this moment forward, I believe your word. I am generous. I am a tither. I am a a giver. I am blessed. I will increase now. I am blessed financially. Finances are coming to me. Resources are coming to me. In the name of Jesus, my needs are met because your word says so. And I believe your word. I stand on your word. In the name of Jesus, I receive all you have for me. Bless my business. Bless my job. Bless my finances. Bless my bank accounts. Bless my investments. In the name of Jesus. And I give you the praise. I give you the honor and the glory because you have anointed me with increase in my hand. In Jesus' name, I curse debt. I cancel debt in the name of Jesus. My debts are gone. My debts are leaving now. My bills are gone. My bills are paid. In Jesus' name, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. Because his word says I am blessed in Jesus' name. I will sow seed. I will receive a harvest from this day forward in Jesus' name. Now lift both hands and praise him and thank him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. We thank you. We honor you for increase in our hands. Now look at your checkbook or your wallet or your, your pocketbook, whatever it is. It's got your money. Look at it. Look at it. Now talk to it. Say, you will never be empty again. Bank account, you will never be empty again. Wallet, you will never be empty again. From this moment forward, you are blessed by the creator of the universe. You were meant to increase. You were meant to overflow in Jesus' name. You have to talk to it. You cannot focus on the problem. You have to focus on the promise. He promised to bless you. So talk it. Talk to your wallet. Talk to your bank account. Talk to your finances. Talk to yourself to be the good steward you're supposed to be. What is the problem? Well, the problem is that, Pastor, I'm so overwhelmed. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I don't know how long I can hang on. I'm about ready to quit. I'm about ready to give up. I'm about ready to fall off now. I just I can't make it another day. I'm so overwhelmed. Yep. And you keep saying that out of your mouth. You keep confessing that out of your mouth. The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So what's in your heart? If that's in your heart, you've been putting the wrong stuff in. You've not been reading this book. Because this book doesn't talk like that. Quit focusing on the problem. There are moments that we have overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed. There are moments that negative things happen in life. It's life. But you have to talk to the situation. You have to learn how to pray. You have to learn to focus on the promise, not on the problem. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 12, 19, God said, My grace is sufficient for you. Read that with me. My grace is sufficient for you. Read on. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast, in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest on me. So when our problems overwhelm us, we want to quit. We want to tell everybody how bad it is. We want everybody to know. Because we want them to feel sorry for us. Right? What kind of day? You having a good day? Oh, it's, it's a bad day. I'm having a terrible day. No, we have two kinds of days. Good days and great days. What kind of day you're having? Good day or a great day. That's the only two kind of days you can have. We don't have bad days. We don't have terrible days. We have good days and great days. Did you get up this morning? It's a good day. Are you six feet above the ground instead of six feet up? It's a good day. We have good days and we have great days. That's all. Somebody says, how's your day? What's, what's your answer? Great day. Outstanding. Good day, great day, wonderful day, the sun's shining, wonderful day. It's raining today. It's a wonderful day. It's cold. Hallelujah. Thank God. All the cold's going to kill the bugs. We're having a good day. Find something good every day. Something good is going to happen to you. Focus on the promise and not on the problem. Good things, good things, good things are everywhere. Now, bad things happen sometimes to good people. It's life. You can focus on that, or you can focus on the blessings of God. You can focus on the promise of God. You can say, God's grace is sufficient for me. I am covered by His grace. So let's say you get overwhelmed with your problems. You get overwhelmed with some circumstances, you get overwhelmed with situations, you get overwhelmed with people, you get overwhelmed with your job, you get overwhelmed with whatever. Let's pray. You ready to pray? Pray like this. Father God, your grace is covering me. I need you right now in the name of Jesus to anoint me to go forward in spite of the battle, in spite of the storm, in spite of the people. In spite of the problems, in the name of Jesus, I'm trusting you. Your grace is sufficient. Cover me with your grace in the name of Jesus. I worship you because I know your promises are yes and amen. I worship you because I know your promises are yes and amen. So thank you for your grace. When I am overwhelmed, thank you for your grace. When I get a bad report, thank you for your grace. When my kids are not doing right, thank you for your grace. When the job is not good, thank you for your grace. When my business is struggling, I give you the praise, I give you the honor, I give you the glory. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. And then, whatever is going wrong that has overwhelmed you, you talk to it. You talk to it. You tell it to go in Jesus' name. Get behind me, Satan. Go. It's in the book, it's scriptural. I'm not telling you something crazy, it's in the book. I'm going to give you some scriptures before we close. You already know some of them. But you talk to your situation, talk to your circumstances. You can do it quietly if you think people will think you're a fool around you. And if they say, What do you say? I'm just talking to myself. I'm just talking to my situation. Rita does that. She'd be talking. And I said, What'd you say? She said, I'm just talking to myself. I said, Well, what'd yourself say to yourself? I want to know so I can agree with you, so I can pray with you. So I can declare with you. So focus on the promise, not On the problem. Well, I know what I'm supposed to do. Pastor told me Sunday. I know. I know what I'm supposed to do. But it's just so hard. Shut up. Close your mouth. If you know what you're supposed to do, then do it quit grumbling quit murmuring quit complaining quit fussing do what you are supposed to do the bible says greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world i don't care that it's hard nobody said it would be easy in the book of job we read man that is born of woman how many of you you were born from a woman you have a mama that's you This Bible says man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble. You're going to have trouble. All the days of your life, you're going to have trouble. So what? So what? Talk to your situation. Tell it to back up. Speak to your mountain. Tell it to get out of the way. Stand on Philippians chapter 4 verse 13. Read it with me. Say it with me. Declare it with me. Here we go. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, anoint me to do what I know I can do by your grace, by your strength. Anoint me in Jesus' name. Empower me. Equip me. Motivate me. Help me to do what I know to do. What you've called me to do. What you've empowered me to do. What you've gifted me to do. Anoint me to do it regardless of my emotions, regardless of my feelings. Anoint me to overcome in the name of Jesus, and I will do what you've called me to do. I will rise to the occasion in the name of Jesus. I'm looking at your promise and not at my problem because I can. Do all things through Christ who gives me the strength by Christ Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. This is how you pray. This is how you pray. This is how a working child of God gets through the days and the weeks and the months and the years and gets stronger and stronger and stronger and faces more trials and more battles but overcomes. And this is how you become a warrior. This is how. You face it head on. You look at the promise and not the problem. That's what warriors do. Strategize. When you have a situation and you don't know what to do, you go to the manual. And in this manual, you will find a plan, a strategy for every situation that you're going to face, for every battle, for every war, for every problem. You will find a strategy. You will find a scripture. You will find a promise that will help you get through the storm. Next one. Well, it's easy for you, Pastor. You you got you got a wife that's a warrior. Your kids are warriors. Your grandkids are warriors. You got all this staff around you. It's easy for you. I I don't have anybody. I'm it's just me. I'm all alone. I'm all by myself. It's easy for you. Let me let you in on a secret. Sometimes it'd be easier if I was by myself. Because sometimes you're having to pull them and say, come on. Come on. Are y'all coming or come on? Where are you? Come on. Where are you? And they're 50 feet behind you. Dragging, mumbling, grumbling, complaining. Greens, beans, potatoes, yams, rams, hams. I got it. Some of y'all don't have a clue what I'm talking about. That's okay. Y'all ain't right. Y'all ain't right. That's why I said sometimes you're better by yourself. But I feel so all alone. Quit focusing on your problem. Look at the promise. Matthew 28, 20. Jesus said, I am with you always. I am with you always. I am with you always. Hebrews 13, 5 says, Christ will never leave you or forsake you. Did you hear what the Bible says? Hebrews 13, 5. Christ will never leave you or forsake you. I am with you always. You are not by yourself. You say, oh, pastor, but I don't have any humans with me. Yeah. Humans are a liability sometimes. Friends are a liability sometimes. All you need is Jesus. You didn't hear me. I said, all you need is Jesus. When you have Jesus, when Jesus is in your heart and in your life, and you are worshiping Him and serving Him and following Him, other people will come because they want to get to the Jesus that's in you. You're not alone. You're not by yourself. Quit fussing. Quit complaining. Quit grumbling. Quit murmuring. Stop it. You are a warrior. You are anointed for such a time as this. You are part of the remnant. God has gathered you at this time on planet earth to be a part of what he is doing. If you are old, you ought to shout. Because you have wisdom. Some of the youngins don't have. You have experience that will get you through. You may, be mar- you may be marching just a little bit slower. That's all right. Shout. Just keep marching. Shout. Keep worshiping. Shout. Keep going forward. Somebody will help you and you will help somebody. Quit focusing on the problem. Here's a good one. I could never forgive them for what they did to me. Oh, really? So, not only did they hurt you when they originally hurt you, you're going to hold on to it so they'll keep hurting you every day. Uh uh-huh. huh. How, how, how smart is that? <clears throat> I will never forgive them. It's not hurting them. Your unforgiveness is not hurting the person that hurts you. It's hurting you. It's causing you to grow bitter. And there's a scripture. It's in Matthew 6, 14. Part of it. It says, if you forgive others for their transgressions against you then your heavenly father will also forgive you the other portion of the scripture says but if you don't forgive them god won't forgive you so if you don't forgive others god's not going to forgive you and guess what if you're unforgiven if god doesn't forgive you because you won't forgive somebody else you ain't going to heaven with me and jesus Oh, it got real quiet then. No, you're not going to heaven with unforgiveness in your heart. You're not going to heaven if you are not forgiven. If you confess your sins, 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. But you have to confess your sins. And some of your sin is that you won't forgive somebody else because of what they did. Cut them loose, friend, because the forgiveness is not for them. The forgiveness is for you. It's for you. We had an uncle, he used to say it like this. If they can live with it, I can live without it. He was very wealthy. He had a lot of people that he loaned money to and blessed them, and a lot of them did what they were, most of them did what they were supposed to and paid him back, and there was some that didn't. And some of them, it was a lot of money. I said, Uncle Clayton, how can you forgive them? And he said, well, if they can live with it, I can live without it. And we adapted that and adopted that into our philosophy of life. And I've had people do me wrong. I've loaned money to people. I've blessed them and they didn't pay me back. I've done all kinds of things and people would not treat me right. And I always say, they can live with it. I can live without it. That's between them and God. And I'm going forward. I'm going to march forward. I'm going to be all right. I'm under His grace. I am blessed and highly favored. Come on, somebody. So forgiveness or unforgiveness is a big thing. Now, we started off and we prayed a prayer of repentance and forgiveness. But we're going to go one step further. This time I want you to put your hands on the chair in front of you. And I want you just to kind of lean forward. Like you're getting a hold of the horns of the altar. I want you just, if you have one in front of you. I want you to get serious here. I want you to pray this prayer. Just say, Jesus, thank you for forgiving me. Thank you. I receive forgiveness in the name of Jesus. And today, at this moment in history, I forgive everybody. That has offended me. I forgive them. Everybody that has done me wrong. Everybody that has wounded me. Everybody that has offended me. I forgive them. I release them into your hands. I release them from the offense. I forgive them now. In the name of Jesus. I put them in your hands. And I'm trusting you. To overwhelm me with your love, with your power, with your forgiveness, and anoint me to love them. Let me pray that again. Lord, anoint me to love them and to pray for them. Let your grace touch my heart to love them and to pray for them and to to put them in your hands. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, and amen. Hallelujah. That's the way you pray for somebody that has offended you. The Bible says pray for your enemies. And I know how some of you pray. Get them, God. Get them, get them. Because the Bible says if you pray for them, that it will heap coals of fire on them. And some of y'all saying, oh, God, get them, get them. Let those coals of fire burn their brains out. <laughs> I know how you pray. That's, that's not what he's talking about. He says, pray for your enemies. Pray for those that, use, that despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. Pray for their forgiveness. Put them in God's hands. God will take care of them. God can do more in one moment. Than you can do in a lifetime of trying to get even, get back. Release them. I've seen people that could not get healed in their body because of unforgiveness. And I would be praying for them in an altar, and the Holy Spirit would say, Tell them they need to forgive somebody. And we would pray, and immediately they'd get a healing. Release that person. Does this help anybody? We're about to finish. If you're going to pray effectively you got to get out of your comfort zone and nobody likes to get out of their comfort zone y'all come to this church you sit in the same chair every week some of you oh yeah I see some of you moving around a little bit that's good that's good I hope Sunday I, I hope next Sunday somebody comes in there's 10 people sitting in every chair that you've tried to sit in before <laughs> and when they do listen carefully when they do I want you to smile, shake their their hand, introduce yourself to them and say, you are blessed and highly favored and go find you another seat. (laughs) Whatever you do, listen carefully, whatever you do, don't you ever come into this church and walk up to somebody and tell them, you're sitting in my seat, move, Don't, don't you ever do that. We will give you the left foot of fellowship. No, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. But don't do that. I went to preach at a church one time. It was a special day down in Alabama. And they invited me to come preach. I got there early. And I came in and I sat on the second row on the front, right in the front, second row, on the end. And in a few minutes, a lady came in and she said, <clears throat> you're in my seat. I said, really? She said, "Yes, sir. You're gonna to have to move." I said, "Well, I tell you what. I'm not gonna move right now. You need to find somewhere else to sit." Oh, that didn't go over. She didn't like that. True story. She said, "You need to move. This is my seat. I sit here every week." So I looked. I said, "What is your name?" She told me. I looked. I said, "I don't see your name on it." I told her. <coughs> I said, "You need to find somewhere else to sit." So she kind of huffed a little bit, and she moved over a little bit and sat down. few minute she came back, she said, this is really bothering me. This is my seat. I said, well, I'll tell you what. In just a few minutes after the singing, after the service starts, the pastor's going to introduce me to preach. And when I get up to go up to preach, you can move and sit in this seat then. I told her that. She said, okay, and she sat down. And when I got up to preach, she went and sat in that seat. So help me. This is not that church. I'm teaching you right now. Don't you ever do that. I don't care how much ties you pay and how many years you've been sitting in that chair. It is not yours. It belongs to God. Could I get an Amen. So if you're going to pray effectively, you have to get out of your comfort zone. We are people of habit. We are creatures of habit. We like to do the same thing all the time. We like to go to the same place and sit in the same, the same chair. And we go to restaurants and we order the same thing, don't we? Oh, y'all quiet now. <laughs> Psalm 27. I am confident I will see the Lord's goodness while I am here in the land of the living. Wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous, yet wait patiently for the Lord. I don't understand people. Life would be great if it weren't for people, wouldn't it? (laughs) Wouldn't it? No, people is what makes the world go round people that are different from you jesus loves the little children of the world the old song says red and yellow brown black and white they are precious in his sight jesus loves the little children of the world he's got the whole world in his hands He's got you and me, brother, in His hands. He's got you and me, sister, in His hands. He's got the little tiny babies in His hands. He's got the little tiny babies in His hands. He's got the little tiny babies in His hands. He's got the whole world in His hands. Isn't He so good to us? We got to get out of our comfort zone. The test of our effective prayer is staying in position when we don't see results immediately. Because we live in an instant society. We go through the line at Chick-fil-A. I mean, we're in and out in three or four minutes. You have eight people in your car, and you order for everybody, and you still, they get it right with extra mayonnaise and ketchup and whatever you need when you leave the line. You pull up, what was your name? I love to fool them. They'll pull up and they'll say, what was your name, sir? I'll say, Abercrombie. (laughs) And they'll say, what? I'll say, Abercrombie, McGillicuddy. That's me. I do it a lot of times. Throw them off and they'll go and they'll look at the bag and they'll say, no, it's Steve. It's Steve. But we live in this instant society. We want everything now. 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 But he said, wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous, yet wait patiently for the Lord. And if you read on it, it says, and He will strengthen your heart. Amen? Amen. Effective prayers. Last one. Next to last one. No, no, back up one. Back up one. Thank you. If you're going to pray, here's what we as a working church do. We ask the improbable we expect the impossible and we receive the unthinkable that's who we are look at your neighbor and say that's who we are look back and say yes that's who I am I I ask the improbable, I expect the impossible, and I receive the unthinkable because he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that I can ask or think. That is the God we serve. So when I pray, I pray and I believe that all things are possible. And here's what we stand on. Mark chapter 11 verse 23. God, Jesus says to you, I'm saying to you, say your name right there. Say your name. I say to you, Whoever says to this mountain, to your mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, And that person does not doubt in his heart, but that person believes those things that you say, that he says, will be done. He will have whatever he says. This is the power of prayer. This is the power of faith operating in you. This is what Jesus said he wanted us to do. He wanted us to talk to our mountains. I told you earlier, talk to your situation. Talk to your finances. Talk to your circumstances. Talk to your job. Talk to your mortgage talk to your checkbook talk to the mountain whatever the mountain is whatever is so big that seems to be stopping you and hindering you talk to it tell it to move tell it to get out of the way tell it to be cast into the sea and if you'll believe it and do not doubt in your heart it will go it will do whatever you say somebody ought to say amen Amen. so let's pray Reach up and grab the chair one more time. And this time, as we pray, I'm going to pray. And you can listen with one ear, but I want you to pray. Whatever mountains is in your way right now, whatever stronghold that you are fighting, that you are facing, whatever storm you are going through, I want you to talk to it in this prayer. I want you to tell it to go. I want you to tell it to get out of your way, to get out of your life, to leave you alone in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Pray. Father, in Jesus' name, we speak to every mountain. We speak to every storm. We command it to go in Jesus' name. We take authority in the name of Jesus. We take dominion authority over the storms, over the battles, over the trials, over the situation that we are facing right now, over court battles, over finances, over financial situations, over unruly kids, over perversion in our family, whatever it is, we take authority now in the name of Jesus. We command it to go. We rebuke it in Jesus name come on church pray pray right now bear down open your mouth and pray father in the name of Jesus we speak to the mountains we tell them to go we tell the storms to back up to go around in the name of Jesus we take dominion authority in the name of Jesus we plead the blood of Jesus right now in Jesus name and we receive your victory we receive it now according to your word according to your promise in the name of Jesus hallelujah now, lift your hands and lift your voice and make a praise unto him right now. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you. I think I've got one more, and we're going to close. Is this helping anybody? God is looking for ordinary people on this planet. Look at your neighbor and say, that's me. To seek His face and to pray effectively to shape the course of history. We are part of the remnant. We are warriors. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm part of the remnant. Look back and say, I am a warrior. Tell them, I'm anointed for such a time as this. We are a working church. I am an anointed Working warrior In the name of Jesus Here's what the Bible says You know this verse One of my favorite verses Job 22 Verse 27 and 28 You will make your prayer To Him Somebody say effective prayer That's what we are learning today That is what we are learning how to do To pray effectively Say it You will make your prayer to Him And He will hear you You will pay your vows. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your path or on your ways. You will also declare a thing and it will be established. What do you need to declare in your family? What do you need to declare in your finances? What do you need to declare on your job? What do you need to declare about your future? What has God put in you? What vision, what dream has He deposited in your spirit that you've not yet done? Declare it. James said every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights. He makes downloads into your spirit man. Again, you are a spirit, John four twenty four. You are a spirit, you live in a body, and you possess a soul that's going to live somewhere forever and ever and ever. So it's time we start declaring things so that they will be established for us. We make our prayer to Him, and He will hear us when we pray. Get up on your feet. Are you ready to declare? You need to declare some things. Pray it with me. In Jesus' name. Say, I declare the blessings of God over my life, over my family. I declare the anointing of the Holy Spirit in my life. I declare financial increase and blessings. Into my hands because I am a tither, I am a giver, I am a generous person. I declare healing for my body. I am fearfully and wonderfully made in His image, and by His stripes I am healed. By His stripes I am healed. In the name of Jesus, I stand on His word for healing. I stand on his word for increase. I stand on his word for supernatural favor. I declare Chattanooga is saved. The Chattanooga region is saved. I declare righteousness reigns in this city, in this region. I command in the name of Jesus and in agreement with Metro Tab and the people of God. In this city, I command every principality to back up in Jesus' name, to back up. Your time is up. You are a trespasser. Back up in Jesus' name. We take authority in the name of Jesus over every principality, over every power. And in Jesus' name, back up, back up, back up. up. Your time is up. We take authority over our family, over our children, over our finances, over our health, over our job, over our business. In the name of Jesus, my business is blessed. My job is blessed. My employees are blessed. My co-workers are blessed. I have favor with God and with men. I am anointed. In the name of Jesus, I am a warrior. This is our season. This is our time. My kids are saved. My family is saved. My neighbors are saved. The anointing on my life and at my house is full of the Holy Spirit. As if the Ark of the Covenant was at my house. Because the presence of the Holy Ghost is at my house. So, my neighbors are blessed. My home is blessed. Everything I have is blessed. In the name of Jesus, I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. I am am a warrior. I am anointed. His power is on my life. I am an overcomer by the blood of the Lamb and the word of my testimony. My decisions are blessed. I have wisdom. to make good decisions, to make good good choices, to to stand on the Word. I am an overcomer overcomer. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now lift both hands in praising. Lift both hands in blessing. Hallelujah. Our great defender. Strong tower. Oh Lord, you have never lost a battle. No, you have never lost a battle.